0: Okay, so, um, I'm going to talk about a very interesting topic, something... very uh, The Gemara says that, um, that he make Talmai HaMelech, a very famous story where Talmai HaMelech, he was one of the, uh, the Greek kings of Egypt and he wanted to have a Torah written in yeah. Greek, and so he takes the 70s of Canaan and of course he wants to make sure that he's accurate, so he puts them all in 70 different rooms and he says, uh, "Write write the Torah for me." All right? And it was this big nice that there were things that they wanted to change, and they were all machaven to the same exact changes. Changes which, by the way, exist in Bibles today, like the King James Bible. You'll read it, and some of the changes at Taka are taqa, still there. It's very interesting. I was once in a hotel, you know, <laughs> late at night, and I pull up in the Bible there to check the uh, the Taka. These changes are still there. There's a, there's a famous verse they say over. I mean, the 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 the, 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 the non-Jewish. You know, you know, translation of the Bible. It's, the Greek translation is called the Septuaginta. The Septuagint means seventy. The Targum Hashivim is what it's called in Hebrew. It's, this is where you know where it comes from. They say it just They say from a He Said it was a of big nice that like you put seventy zakayim in seventy rooms, and they were all into the you know to the same changes. He said the big nice would have been if you would have put them all in the same room, <laughs> so they would have come out and agreed to the same changes. That would have been. Uh, so, they made a few changes, and the changes are very interesting. So, it's, a, it's, a, it's interesting what the, the changes they made, what things they decided to change that the Greeks would have a problem with, what things not. So, one of the changes is in this week's parsha, and it says that after Sarah hears the basura, she hears, overhears the malachim talking, so it says, Vatischak Sarah Bekirba. And Sarah laughs, and she says, I'm going to have a child, but uh, my husband is an old man. So, they change what they change it to instead of tischak Sarah Bekirba. They change it to but right? instead of laughing inwardly, she laughs with her family. With her, with her family. Right? Why they change it? What was the big problem? He says so. This is like the the original uh, feminist uh, woke uh, woke people the Greeks. He says because you know the problem is when we learn by we we seldom remember the end of Lech Lecha. because at the end of Lech Lecha, right? Hashem tells Avram. He says, your wife, Sarah, is going to have a child. I'm going to give you a child. Avram and he starts laughing. A hundred year old, ninety year old, they are going to have a child? So Avram laughs and, uh, and nothing doing. We don't hear Hashem say, why are you laughing? But then a few minutes later or a few days later, whatever it is, Sarah laughs. And Avram laughs. He says, this, "You know, it's a, it's a double standard over here. So they change it that Sarah, Abraham knew he laughed himself, so it's fine. Whereas Sarah laughed the She laughed amongst her family. She made a big deal about it, and that's why uh, that's why Sarah was the problem, not Abram. That's, uh, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's that's what they change about Tami HaMelech. Now we spoke about this once before. I think is that usually the changes that they made by Tamei HaMelech, they're not changing it to the real pshat, right? They're changing it to, you know, that's not the real way to learn the pesukim, obviously, right? They change them, um, you know, Nasa uh, Adam, you know, they change it to Esa. I mean, but there's a pshat in Nasa. Right? The, 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 the Torah wrote things specific ways, and they're changing it. They're not necessarily changing it to the real way of understanding the pesukim. So the question that we need to find out is what's Takab Shot? They're asking it's a good kasha. How come when Avram laughs, there's no problem? But when Sarah laughs, it seems to be a problem. The other, though, more important question is is that what's the problem with Sarah laughing? I mean, I mean let me ask you a question. Sarah is going to have a child. This is Hashem talking. The kid's name is going to be Yitzchak. What's the problem with laughing? I mean, laughing seems to be the point. Seems to be the point over here, right? That is why, right? They named him Yitzchak, call Hashem, Yitzchak Li. That's why they named him Yitzchak. Laughter seems to be a very, very positive thing. And then, so, so what's, what's the story? What's the laughter all about? What's the problem with Ramsara? Sarah? So, Sarav so Hirsch says an amazing thing. He says, first of all, the laughing is so fundamental to Yitzchak. He says, "Is that it?" Seems that this whole what's the whole of the The three malachim come, so we know one of them comes. Vasar, you know, as Sarah, to tell Sarah, that, right? Avram Avinu knows he's having a child. Avram Avinu held he couldn't tell Sarah. Avram didn't tell Sarah. So the whole point of the malachim not for Avram. Avram knows already he's having a child, right? Avram Avinu knows it's in order to tell Sarah. That's the purpose. And if you're a daik in the psukim, it doesn't say the word lemar, right? But the Yerilya um it right, doesn't say, uh, say Lamar over there. So, therefore, it doesn't say Lamar. But the other the other things it says Lamar, right? Um, over here it doesn't say Lamar. Okay, right? He us, right? I'm going to make a brist with you. That it says Lamar. Whereas when it comes to telling the Basura, it doesn't say Lamar. Okay, so Avram couldn't tell Sarah. So, the, whole, the entire reason for the Basura, the Malachim coming over here, is for what? Is to tell Sarah. So why didn't they tell Sarah? I mean, this is like a very backwards way. What happened over here? They, they, uh, Sarah's in the tent. They're behind, so like, they don't see her eavesdropping on them. And they tell Avram, oh, by the way, you're going to have a child. And then Sarah hears it. That's a very strange way to tell Sarah. I mean, just go to Sarah and say, Rebbesin, you're going to have a child. Right. The entire plan over here was, right? What they tell Avram? Before they started talking, they said, where's Sarah? She said, oh, Hine oil. She's in the oil. You know, she can hear you, Right? The entire, the entire story over here is that Sarah should hear it in a very backhanded way. If you tell Sarah straight up you have a child, okay, I don't know what the reaction is going to be. But imagine you have an 89-year-old woman, never had a child before. Abraham at least had Yishmael. He had children. Okay, he's 99. Nine, 89-year-old woman, never had a child before, right? Posah Akiliya's No more. All of a sudden you hear, you hear your husband in the dining room talking to someone. Oh, by the way, your wife's going to have a child. You'll burst out laughing. It's the silliest thing i ever heard in your life. And that's the purpose. The purpose was for her to hear it in a way which would invoke laughter. That was the that's what Hashem wanted. Hashem wanted that laughter. What's tzachayk? Tzachayk, So the word tzachayk, and the first says this in Lech Lecha by Abram. It says tzuchayk, It's very interesting. The word tzachayk, the words for laughter and the words for crying are very similar, right? You have tzakak is laughter, tzha'ak is to cry. Right? Sha'ag is very similar to tzakak. These are words of crying and laughter. It says Laughter is what's laughter? What's the word of tzchike? It's not laughter of being happy. Tzchike is is when something is just. He gives an example: a child wearing a wig, an old man dressed like a baby. Right? These you laugh. What's laughing? This is, this is strange. There's a disparity between the reality. Right? It's, it makes no sense. What is going on here? It's hysterical. Right? When something like you know, When you don't expect something, and you have that's laughter. Laughter is when you see something which is just ridiculous. Right? There's a certain type of humor which is just like crazy, unexpected. Now, when something unexpected happens and it affects a person, that's crying. Right? Crying also is when life doesn't go your way, when a tragedy happens. That's when we have, that's when, when right? So there's a kind of a similarity. When you, but when you see it on someone else, right? When you see a, someone walking and all of a sudden he slips, right? Yeah, you start laughing. It's funny, right? It's a funny thing. So, 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 idea of laughter. The idea of laughter, right? Suchaikh so is triggered only by noticing something ridiculous and absurd. And there can be no greater absurdity than the expectation held by Abram. He's 100 years old, 90 years old, and he can have a child. That's why Abram's laughing. Right? And with Sarah, Hashem wanted to even you know, make her laugh in even a, you know, an, an indirect way. And that is the entire purpose. The beginning of the Jewish people is absurd. We have a couple, a 99-year-old man, an 89-year-old, 90-year-old woman, a 100-year-old man. They had no children. And even if they have children, by the way, even if they have children, uh, a hundred year old and a ninety year old trying to raise a newborn baby, right? It's, it's ridiculous. And this is going to be the future of the nation. Hashem promised that a nation. This is going to be Kla Yisrael, the product of a hundred year old and ninety year old that didn't have children together. This is Kla Yisrael. That's crazy. That's laughter. That makes no sense. Right? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But that's exactly what Kla Yisrael is. The identity of Kla Yisrael is a nation which makes no sense. Al Pidarachateva. If we're following by the normal course of events, if I were to tell you that the future of the world history is going to be dominated by, uh, the, the, by these, this couple over here, and point and Sarah, you'd think that you're nuts. It's laughing. You start laughing. It makes no sense. But that is exactly what Kayser, it's a nation which doesn't make sense, but it's it's a nation which is created by Hashem. We find the same thing in Mitzrayim. Hashem ultimately, when He creates us as a nation puts us in Mitzrayim, completely completely subservient and about to get you know, completely erased from the books we're going to be completely absorbed into Mitzrayim and Hashem takes us out. Eretz Yisrael, if you think about Eretz Yisrael, right, the pastor Pas- Pas- says it's Mephorish. Eretz Yisrael, you go to Mitzrayim, but right, the contrast of Eretz Yisrael is always Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is a land which doesn't require rain directly. Of course, it's the Nile, which you know, is fed from rain ultimately, but you have a country which doesn't need Hashem. It's a country which you have the Nile once a year, it overflows. And I mean, if you take a look at Mitzrayim, it's an incredible thing. Take a look at Google Maps, a satellite view. And it's a, it's a desert, the entire f- massive country is a desert, but just running through the country, and zoom in, you'll just see Blue with green on either side. The entire, but that's a country. Eretz Yisrael is the exact opposite. It's a country which is naturally not rich in resources, and yet, you know, how does it survive? It's, a, it's the fact that we're surrounded. When we look at Eretz Yisrael; it's crazy. We have Egypt, we have Syria, we have Jordan, we have Hamas, and it's like, oh, this is Hashem messed up. Well, a pretty me- No, that's that's exactly the point. The point is, is that we're a nation which cannot survive through natural means. We cannot exist. Right? If you think about Eretz Yisrael and you say, "Well, wow, this is going to be one of the biggest countries in the world, you start laughing. Right? like This is a country, imagine that across, like even across the world there's going to be protests against this little country, the, 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 the amount of, of innocent life that's murdered every day in the, the African continent and in all the other countries of the world, like this is what we're busy with? Makes no sense, it makes no sense, right? The fact that we're surrounded by nations and that we're, right, we're, we're is the point, is that we are a nation which cannot exist through natural means. We're not existing because of, of... There's nothing about the Jews which makes any sense. We started at our very origin. We're a, we're a country, we're a people which should not be here. If we're following the normal course of history, the normal course of events, of nature, at every single stage, Kaya should not be here. And when you think about Kaya Yisrael, what, is, what does Sarah say when she has uh, when she, has she calls him Yitzchak. He says, Everyone that hears right, is going to laugh. He says, uh, right... The world knew of the ambitions of Abraham and Sarah, right? They knew. The world knew of their daring hope of ultimately, right? And yet another observer, right? Okay, he says. one hard bone. All the hopes are buried forever at this very inception. Right? Think about how feeble it is. They have a Yitzchak and one little thing goes wrong and it's over also. Imagine that. You know what I mean? I had a chavrusah someone who was an only child and, and the child, you know, he was unfortunately killed. It, what's it's so easy for this whole, right? And the, which makes the Akedah, puts the Akedah into a whole different perspective. To this very day, people, when reckoning about historical events and world of fears assign no place to God, they jeer and mock at the world-embracing aspirations of the Jews. From the very beginning, we the Jews have been put in this position. The first Jewish son of Abraham is called Yitzchak, and we will continue to be called by this name until the hopes founded in Hashem's providence and promises are fulfilled. Yitzchak Pinu. is a lashon That yes, we laughed at the beginning, but in the future, the people are going to run look and say, "Wow, this is this is the nation that's the, that that brought the whole world to salvation. This is the these, these are the people." So the idea of tzchayik is built into the Jewish people, and it's a very this is what the Jewish people are about. We are tzchayik. It makes no sense. The situation could be dire and terrible. And any betting person, any rational person, any actuary who wants to underwrite the Jewish people will have no choice but to say, "Sorry, we're not giving you a policy. This makes no sense. Right? This this can't be. This is not a nation. We pointed out many times. You know, if you look at the if you stood at the top of the world, you know, in 1945. And you said, okay, let's go. What's going to be with the Jewish people, with Torah Jews, certainly, in 75 years, right? America, dominated by reform, everything on its way down. Eretz Yisrael, you know, again, you know, fry, you know, completely fry if they're even going to survive, you know, the independence over there. And I it, said, it's over throughout the world. And yet, here we are seven years later, and we're thriving. You know, we get knocked down here and there, but we're thriving. This is, this is Kaisel. And, and it's because, and it's, we recognize that it's not through the natural means, it's not through our technological prowess, it's not through our military prowess, it's because we are the nation of Hashem, and Hashem is demonstrating through the existence of the Jewish people. Right? We are the greatest demonstration of the power of the Rabbi Nishav. Who? Because why? Because why? in order for the world to believe it. Right, right. Yeah, that didn't he make sense? Right, Chazal say that, right? Yeah, he says that... Chazal say that, that the people accused Sarah of being with Ishmael, with Avimela, so Hashem had to make him look like Aram, yeah. So he to back off his youthful. That's the famous, they say the famous Vart, you know, that, that light, he gets rewarded for, uh, for, for, you know, not snitching, you know, on uh, that Aram was was the husband of Sarah as opposed to the brother, right? You know? yeah. Aram said "Is my sister. Abram was really a husband, so uh, Light gets a word for not saying anything. But you have to think about the sacrifice, right? Because the rumors are that coming down to Sadaim is a woman, her husband, and her brother, right? And so uh, Abram says, I'm the brother, so all of a sudden that makes Light the husband, right? So, okay. Yeah, okay, but yeah, that's the idea. It's, it's something which, which defies any expectation. So, Refresh doesn't really speak very clearly exactly what this conversation is, but he kind of hints, and this is what I think he's trying to say. Sarah laughs, and that laughter was on purpose. Right? it's it's the laughter was exactly what Hashem wanted, and it was a cynical laughter which Taka made no sense. But Hashem wants Sarah to understand, right? Yes, you laughed. It wasn't a Tainan Sarah that you laughed. Anyone would laugh. It makes no sense, and that's what Hashem wanted. Hashem wanted to invoke that laughter, but Hashem wants to wants to fear ice now, right? Abraham, what Avram what Abraham understood by himself, right? Hashem wants Sarah to laugh now. By the way, it makes no sense, but yes, Hashem. No, that's exactly the point. Tell Sarah, yes, it makes no sense, but that's exactly what I want you to realize here. And so Avram so says, why you laugh? And Sarah, Sarah says she didn't laugh. She was afraid. She didn't want to offend anybody. She didn't want to... So Abraham says, no, you laughed. Don't deny that you laughed. You laughed and that's good. That is the point over here. It's not like I call you on your lie. Hashem snitched on you. No, the point is, you know, laugh and, and recognize the laughter, right? It was this impulsive laughter which she couldn't control because she just it was so absurd. But ultimately, you know, Hashem wants Hashem wants Sarah to recognize that laughter and to think about that laughter. And as she has that baby, she says, "Yes, This is Tak of the point. So the and that, and that laughter that began thousands of years ago with Avram and Yitzchak will continue for the generations as a, as we're the nation that that invokes laughter. I want to share one quick thing if you have time. It's, it's a, it's wow, a, no, it was Av- Av- Avram right away, again, first of all, again, we, I don't want to get too technical over here, but it was Avram recognized the idea. Hashem tells him directly, you're gonna, Hashem told him directly you're going to have a child. He trusted Hashem, he bows, he Avram a pun of, he bows down, so the laughter was there, but, you know, it was a laughter that came with realizing the point. Whereas Sarah, she just laughed. It was an impulsive laugh. That, that final point of she didn't do that bad. Life. She didn't, you know, Hashem wanted to bring home that point. Remember that laughter and, and, uh, and when you have the child, you'll appreciate it. And that's, it, you know, one way or another, you're going to have to come up with the chilek. But in other words, the point is it's not, it wasn't a bad thing that she laughed and Hashem wanted to tell her, yes, you laughed. She did go to the next step. She did go to the next step. All right. right. She didn't hear it from Hashem himself. She heard it from these people. Who are these people? So she just laughed. So Hashem wanted, to, yeah, by the way, it's, it's coming from Hashem. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll share one quick thing because he talks about the idea of, of the idea of Abraham and Sarah having a child, being lad, right, and also the idea of them being able to raise a child that's going to be a successful child is also crazy. <coughs> this is an old couple over here. I just want—I'll I'll, I'll just say very briefly what something that he says here. Um, this is in his, in his essays about chinuch. He talks his essay actually about Hanukkah. He discusses the capital of uh, of Chav and Hashem aliyev Naba'i shav amlevein nabi. He says this entire capital is referring to raising children. A person, you know, if Hashem doesn't help build your house, this is the right, these are people that they get up early, have to get the kids ready for school. They're up late, busy with their children, with their homework and everything. They're eating bread of, you know, of, of, of craving. It's their life is so difficult. They have their families. Can you, can you tell Hashem will give you, you people that are sacrificing so much for your children, Hashem will give you rest Hashem will give you satisfaction it says like this, I just want to point this out because again, the contrast of Avraham and Sarah. Right? the children are an inheritance of Hashem right? like arrows in the hands of a man King so too are the children what are these B'nei because B'nei Haneurim doesn't mean young children it means children of young people And he goes on a rant over here, and it's real. I'll read it because it's so beautiful. He says, He says, It does not require exceptional insight and practical experience to understand that there are blessings that result from early marriages. No matter where we turn, we can see how important it is that young children should be able to develop under the guidance of a father and mother who themselves are not yet past their youth. Young parents themselves, not so very far removed from their own childhood, will not find it so difficult to understand their children. When the parents having children, when the parents are close in age, they understand their nesiyonis, they themselves are still struggling, they can have a camaraderie, they understand the generation, they understand the dar, and that's the chitzim give that's you know, just like an arrow, you shoot the arrow, and it goes over and it ends, so the parents, it's this p'nei urim. children should have parents who are not yet so inflexible in their views that they expect their young children to behave like little adults, right, they shouldn't be, uh, you know, the parents of young children should not be so old that their efforts at education is all about just some peace and quiet, right, you want you have a well-behaved children so you can relax and enjoy your own life, no, and you, it's, it's the children of young parents who are, uh, and he goes on here about, the, um, he says, uh, he talks about the giving your children away to, like, uh, caregivers, and, uh, you know what I mean? And, uh, what does he say at this point? Yeah. Yeah, he says... Um, yeah. All right. The point is again, again. So again, that was the, the, the ideal. So the, just the contrast of Avram and Sarah being uh, being non ideal parents because it's taka. But the idea of 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 uh, of of, uh, of uh, he says, encourages people to get married young and have children young. He says, and that's the you know when you have this tremendous disconnect between the parents and the kids, you don't understand them, you can't relate to them, you're impatient with them, you want to, you're set in ways. but so again, just to, to come back, Avram and Sarah completely unideal to be parents, unideal to be the founders of a successful nation for sure. And yet that is exactly what Kaisel is. We are the nation which doesn't make sense for the nation. And again the idea of, of when we're in a very terrible situation like we find ourselves in now, we have to realize that this is kind of the point. This is that this is the existence of Kaisel. And recognizing where our true power and success comes from. It comes from the fact that we are the product of the Shalom, that we are the Yitzchak. And when things seem terrible, we recognize that that in the future people are gonna laugh, that this nation who was outnumbered and hated by everyone, they were ultimately the ones that were gonna bring the goal, they're the ultimate ones that bring the world to its purpose. And uh and uh the like kitzacht, don't deny that laughing. Don't think that, yeah, And you know, I'm not laughing. off, oh, of course, kaiso. we're more powerful, we're smarter, we're better than everyone. No, Huff, you laughed because the concept of kaiso's existence is takafani, and in Mait we should live to see that day when Azim Ali is